0: And now, Jalen and Jacoby.
1: Man, the trunk,
0: Worry about my getting Cause if we ever do, yo' the we make the pop the
2: trunk and hit the sweet stupid, I'll pop the trunk. Give me ba-boom, ba-boom. He is Jalen Rose. What up, though? I'm David Jacoby.
1: And on the cold check-in a stage on the mic! And putting it on wax, it's the news
2: We're Jalen and Kobe. what do we do?
1: We to, give, to,
2: the, to, people give people the people what, want they want. what they want! Big show today, big news in football, we've got Danny Dimes in for Eli, we've got Luke Falk. In for the Jets. And we've got Odell Beckham Jr. in the end zone. And we've got Braylon Edwards in the studio. Easy! I don't know if the people got it, but I got what I want. Daniel Jones has been announced as the starter for week three for the New York football giants. Eli Manning, here's a clipboard. Daniel Jones, here's the football Some people think it's too early, some people think it's unnecessary, but I love it. Jalen, what do you think about the decision to put the ball in the hands of Danny Dimes? I'm going to tell you the number one reason
1: why the Giants needed to make this decision and needed to make it right now for the future of their franchise that has nothing to do with your guy Danny Dimes. What's up? You don't want to lose Saquon Barkley. Nope. And mm. if you look at what's happening around the NFL, when players start to see that their situation makes them unhappy, they have no problems with wanting to be traded now. nope. Once you start the season 0-2 and you got a dynamic running back like Saquon Barkley, you got to protect his short and long term interests.
2: What you're doing is you're showing Saquon, Eli is the past. We have a future quarterback for you. And... If things go poorly, and we've all seen things go poorly for rookie quarterbacks, especially on bad teams, we will address that. Like, this is kind of an audition year for Saquon. I didn't think about that angle until you brought it up, but we've seen what happened with Ezekiel Elliott. This is a bit of an audition year for the franchise to show Saquon Barkley that they're committed to him, they're committed to building something around him that will put them in the playoffs, if not better. That's a really good point, Jalen. But what do you expect to see from Daniel Jones when he takes the ball on Sunday?
1: Well, a lot of turning around, handing the football off, a lot of checkdowns to Saquon, a lot of short passes underneath because, again, he's got to use his security blankets, a lot of Evan Ingram, but they don't have all of their weapons. We're not sure if Sterling Shepard is going to be cleared of concussion protocol, Golden Tate is suspended the first four games. So everybody that they wanted to be productive offensively isn't going to be available to them. But as a rookie quarterback that showed a lot of promise to got people like you even giving him a nickname so very fast. He ain't even played a game yet. It's funny how that
2: works. But anyway, I can't wait to see what he's going to do. Well, last night in Monday Night Football, there wasn't too much drama. There was a blowout game where the Browns easily handled the Jets. But there was also this, the return of Odell Beckham Jr. to MetLife Stadium. And what a night he had. Early on in the game, there was this throw from Mayfield coming down the right side, the same corner he's familiar with, one-handed catch, a beautiful catch. It just looked like that he did d- just defied the laws of physics, and then there was this. 89-yard yeah. touchdown,
1: untouched,
2: one cut. Did Odell Beckham Jr. last night solidify his spot again as one of the top receivers in the league when it seems like we always discuss him as underperforming, being injured, or doing something off the field?
1: He never stopped being one of the top receivers. His name always going to come up in the top three, no worse than the top five, whether he's with the Giants or the Browns. The thing that really stood out to me seemed to be healthier. It was one thing for him to catch the pass. It was another thing how you just exploded to the end zone and they didn't have a chance to catch him. Now, the safety did take a terrible route, but these things happen when you're playing football. But it was good to see him resemble a guy that became so much the face of the league at one point where he was on the cover of Madden because of a one-handed catch against the Dallas Cowboys. The problem is the Giants had no playoff wins when he was there. The Cleveland Browns now have expectations. He played well. Baker not so very well. I still need to see Jarvis Landry create a level of balance where he can get going. And also you got to eventually get Nick Chubb going. You got to find a way to feed the guy. You got to feed really him some more. I need to see some more Nick Chubb.
2: When Odell Beckham Jr. went down in that first half, it was just it was just a it was a terrifying moment for all football fans. But it was so good to see him bounce back and have his career high yardage touchdown. Jalen, nothing happened on the other side of the ball for the Browns. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett looked like the strongest, most athletic defensive lineman I've ever seen in my whole life on a couple plays, getting three sacks. But then there was also a couple plays where. He made some really questionable decisions. You see the sacks right here, but he also had three penalties. And he also hurt Trevor Simeon on this play right here, which also was another penalty. So what do you think about the plus-minus aspect, the yin-yang of Miles Garrett this early in his career?
1: I absolutely love his level of aggression and would take it on my team at any time. He would just flat out bull rushing, pushing the offensive lineman back into the quarterback's lap. I love to see how he continued to attack the football regardless of who was holding it. And when you watch the Browns, as somebody that's a Lions fan, you see draft picks that are actually turning out to be productive players. Let's not forget that he did go number one in the draft overall. So I did anticipate him to come out and play really well. Three sacks, that was big time.
2: That was really big time. And now you look at this Browns team that everyone's so excited about coming into into the the season. They're 1-1 and right now, but they've got a tough road ahead. Look at these opponents ahead for the Browns. I mean, Rams, Mm. Ravens, Niners, Seahawks, Patriots. So this is going to be really tricky for them. They're all 2-0. How do you see them faring after this tough stretch of games? I would say in those next five games, they'll drop at least two of them.
1: At least two? They'll drop at least two of them. But this is the character part of the schedule. And not to take anything away from what they did on Monday Night Football, but they were going against a depleted Jets team. No Sam Darnold, who's out with Mono. No Quinn Williams up front. No C.J. Mosley at linebacker, so they were going against a depleted team. Now it gets serious. Can now they create balance with Nick Chubb? Is Jarvis Landry going to get going? That's what I need to see. And lastly, Baker Mayfield still is struggling, in particular on third down. That has to
2: improve. Well, a couple things. is keep in mind, they are going to add Kareem Hunt in week five, which is something that, take morales aside, that will certainly help the Browns offense as they go through this tough stretch Jalen let's all meet the new quarterback for the New York Jets gentleman by the name of Luke Falk and I'd be lying into this microphone if I told you I knew all about Luke Falk's (laughs) history at Washington State and what he was good at and bad at he was drafted by Tennessee in 2018 he him and Gardner Minshew are a couple of uh, Washington State quarterbacks playing this season he didn't play well last night but he didn't play terribly there's one big drop That cost him from a receiver early in his night. Jalen, do you think they'll stick with Luke Falk or do you think they're in the market for a quarterback? You must
1: be in the market for a quarterback because you paid Le'Veon Bell big time this offseason. And he got a lot of touches last night and their offense looked anemic. You don't want to upset him in any way, shape or form. And plus, you don't want to get him injured. You remember in the offseason when Le'Veon Bell said he wanted to get 50 touches? Do you think he wanted 20 more last night? I don't. No,
2: no, no.
1: Right? So they're going to
2: have to get a quarterback because the guy you just showed ain't going to be the long-term solution. The Jets are 0-2, also 0-2 the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, famously, there was a little discussion between head coach Doug Marone and Jalen Ramsey on the sideline, and now Ramsey has requested a trade. Jalen, What's your reaction to Jalen Ramsey requesting a trade?
1: You know, one of the things that hurt my heart is to see a Jalen upset. And Mm. I saw this coming. I saw this coming in the preseason. When Namesake showed up with the Brinks truck, I tried to tell y'all, if y'all don't pay him, it may get ugly. And then all of a sudden, you start the season, you want to play a lot of zone. He likes to travel, wants to be a lockdown corner. You're not allowing him to do that. Your franchise guy that you just brought in for Philly paid him 80 plus million dollars at Nick Foles and he gets hurt. And then Sammy Watkins happened week one. 198 yards, three TDs. You know it was a tough film session. You know it was a tough week to be a member of their team. And you saw the frustration boil over. When he and the coach got into that altercation, so to me these create all of the dominoes that show me that
2: he ultimately is going to end up somewhere else. Well, we look forward to seeing what team picks up this star cornerback, and we also look forward to this. We got a N- What? What? We got a team ball! Rah!
1: No. Jalen no, no, no. Ramsey and big play slate. Come on, and we need to
2: make this happen. Ooh. I we like need to idea. make this happen. I like the idea, but something tells me that Jalen Ramsey's destinations, his lions list doesn't include pay. the Lions. Lions it's don't time pay. For nope. For news that matters, we have some big news in the world of hip hop. Two of the greatest could be combining forces. It is reported that Dr. Dre is in the lab working on new music with. Wait for it. Andre 3000. Interesting combination. Interesting combination. What what do you think about the duo of Dr. Dre and Andre 3000? That might be a bigger duo in Los Angeles than AD and LeBron, than Kawhi and PG. I feel like Fred Sanford. Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you, honey.
1: You (laughs) see these grays? Just when I thought I've seen it all and heard it all in music, you mean to tell me the glorious Dr. Dre, who I've called the greatest hip hop influence in the history of the sport. The guy has been a producer, he's been an artist, he's discovered so many great talents, continues to transcend the sport, and even has headphones that people are paying to rock. And Andre 3000, three stacks are gonna do an album? Is that what you said?
2: They said new music. They did not say an album. They said they're working on new music together. We don't hey, know what the man. results of that work will hey, be.
1: Hey, man. Hey, man. I need this to happen. Me, I too. I need this to happen.
2: Me, too. This is Whatever this, it costs. We started now, GoFundMe for the studio sessions.
1: You remember how you felt when the Dream Team was formed in 92? Yes. When you just told me that, it just gave me a level of enthusiasm, except I was one person in the world that was not for that Dream Team. Because they kept Isaiah off the squad,
2: they should have. What? <laughs> I'm just trying to get you mad. <laughs> Let's get it, people. They want. Had a wonderful time at Rembert's wedding this weekend. Big shout out to Rembert. He had great shout performance out. by Rembert. Just started in a tux, and then took the jacket off, and then took the vest off, then took the shirt off, and put the vest back on by the end of the night. Like it was, it was, it was perfect. So energetic. It was it was just a great weekend. One thing that made the weekend great hotel tonight. You know where you're gonna be? You use open up hotel tonight and you're gonna be on the road. Hotel tonight gets the best deals in all the hotels, especially if you're going at the last minute. They have hotels for tonight, but you can also book in advance, like my wife and I did for Rembrandt's wedding. You open up hotel tonight, it's the one-stop shop for booking hotels. You can discover the cool, top-rated boutique hotels. Here's the best part you get incredible values. It's perfect for weekend getaways, vacations, staycations, road trips, business trips, weddings, anything. They've got perfect hotels, and they've got really good descriptions, really good deals. It's easy to use. I absolutely love it. And they've got this thing called Daily Drop. It's a special feature on Hotel Tonight, available in major cities. You choose a city, and you unlock it, and once a day to score extra amazing hotel deal selected just for you. Once unlocked, The offers last only 15 minutes, so book quickly. It's super fun. It's like a game. It's like, do we really want a hotel that night? You can just do it. It's a great way to make a spontaneous trip happen. Some of our best deals are available via Daily Drop. Jalen Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta had this to say to The Athletic about the state of the Rockets after swapping out Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. He said, quote, James and Russ go back a long way in California so they can talk to each other like brothers, you know? Instead of one thinking that he's the mentor, I just think it's going to go well. Jalen Rose, is this a sneak diss at Chris Paul? Well, it wasn't a sneak. It was an actual
1: one. And that is the dynamic of a relationship where one person is older than the other. That's Mm -hmm. really all that he's discussing. Chris Paul... And James Harden aren't necessarily friends, and they weren't necessarily peers. So I understand how the dynamics of the relationship can shift when these two guys played together in OKC, have a kinship already. They're going to be exciting to watch. I'm going to make sure 82 times this year I'm tuning in because these dudes are about to put up some
2: crazy numbers this season. With all the duos in the league right now, I would say this is the duo that's most exciting to watch. It's a good point. Like, I'm not going to say they're the best; they're going to bring in the championship. But if, if all, if you got a Clippers game, a Lakers game, and a Rocket game all at the same time, I'm watching that Rockets game first. I am just so intrigued by how this will come together. The others I kind of understand how they're going to come together. I'm so excited about this Rockets team, and I really want it to happen for them. Jalen, interesting news from Orlando in the NBA. I was kind of shocked by this. Usually I'm not absolutely shocked by NBA news, but this one I was surprised by. The Orlando Magic have exercised the 2020 option for Markel Fultz. They'll pay him about $12 million two seasons from now, which means he'll be in the Orlando uniform or under contract with Orlando for two more seasons. They had some more time to make this decision. Why do you think they committed to Fultz now, given his history? Well, Orlando isn't a
1: destination spot for free agents. And for them, they hope to plant a seed in a number one overall draft pick and create a harvest and somebody that turns into a productive player. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can get it going from the neck up. It's one thing we've seen is shooting walls and double pumping at the free throw line. But a lot of that seems to be mental. Hopefully he can find a way to just get on the floor. Because there was a time late in the season for the Sixers, he had a triple-double. And I yep. thought that this guy was on his way to play productive minutes for them. And then they got into the playoffs, and you know I talked about this the entire series. I was disappointed that you're going against Jason Tatum. We know you got fleeced in the deal. You're really going to destroy his confidence. While Tatum's out there averaging 20-plus, you got him over here getting DNPs. At that
2: point, I knew the relationship was severed, so I'm rooting for him in Orlando. Markel Fultz calls your phone. What advice does Uncle Jalen give Markel Fultz?
1: All he has to do is just play hard. That's the key. Like, so many things happen in the game where you want to focus on your shot, rightfully so, and you want to focus on the analytics. I just think his ability to be out there on the floor competitive and play hard earn the respect of your teammates, earn the respect of the coaches, and try to do what I tell you people want to have happen. Yes, everybody wants to be in the Hall of Fame and All-NBA, but most people, if they're lucky, get a chance to be called a veteran. That's Mm. what I hope happens for Markel Fultz.
2: So this upcoming season, before the extension kicks in, What are realistic expectations for Markel Foles this year?
1: I don't have them to be very high. The expectations are low. And this is a great opportunity for him because DJ Augustine, their starting point guard, is going into the final year of his contract. Orlando made the playoffs. Vucevic was an all-star. They have some promising things happen. Aaron Gordon is really explosive. He improved as a three-point shooter. Evan Fournier is a scorer. Continues to get buckets. You know, around 20 points per game. But this can be a game-changing piece if he can live up to the hype of a number one pick.
2: Jalen, it's time for Statue. For these important topics, we welcome in not just ESPN, but the world's senior statue analyst, Jalen Rose. No one cares more about legacy and statues than my co-host, Jalen Rose. And we have some big statue news. Mm. It's Charles Barkley. Outside of the 76ers practice facility, they have put Barkley in stone. And even he remarked upon this. They gave him a little trim. You see the round mound of rebound isn't so round in this statue right here? He even said it himself. He doesn't think he's ever been that skinny in his life. So I ask you, as the senior statue analyst of the world, is it okay to get a little bit of an upgrade on your statue. It's definitely okay.
1: Look at the Jada Kiss bust that I have in the studio. He got the 360 waves happening. Absolutely. And here's another great thing for Charles. You win MVP in Phoenix. Of course, you had so many great successes in Philadelphia. I appreciate the fact that though that that relationship didn't necessarily end the best, that now that they can find a way to celebrate one of the greatest players to ever do it. So I'm happy to see my friend, my brother, one of my idols in this industry and Charles Barkley get a well-deserved statue.
2: You know what I like? I like when you have more than one statue. A lot of people have statues, but we have multiple statues in multiple places, you really left your mark on this planet, and I appreciate that. We are still working on the Fab Five statue in Ann Arbor. We're still working on the Biggie statue in front of Barclays. These are projects that are ongoing. We'll continue to update on their progress. Yes. Special guest in studio today is the family of Edwards. joins us. Detroit's own, Michigan's own, and, of course, illustrious NFL career, Braylon, thank you so much for doing the show, man. Really appreciate you. I'm glad to be here. It's special that you're here today because we just had some big news in the NFL. Eli Manning is out as the starter of the New York Giants. My man Danny Dimes is in. See, I fell in love with Danny Dimes in the preseason, but you've already
0: told me that you're a little skeptical. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's a little early to get Eli Manning out of there. I think you need to wait for Golden Tate. Give him a chance to have his weapons come back and see what they can do. I'm not against Danny Dimes, as you call him, but I think it's just a little early to have Eli out of there. Maybe wait game four, and then if game four, then see what you got going on.
1: Braylon, I agree with you. And guys like Jacoby already want to put... Daniel Jones in the Hall of Fame.
0: All right, like I, got his I, jacket I, measured up.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> is, is, are we jumping the gun on this enthusiasm? No Sterling Shepherd, possibly. No Golden Tate. Are we? Want, are we putting him in his best position to be successful by putting him out there so far, so early? I, don't,
0: I think I think you're putting him in a position to to not have success. And then what's going to happen is when he's not having success, when he looks like. A rookie quarterback, which he is, who has no weapons, which he doesn't. Then it's, I'll oh, get this guy out of here. We knew we shouldn't draft him in the first place. We should have went in a different direction. You got to get put that guy in the best situation to succeed, especially here in the media cap. So here's what we always
2: say. Let me just defend myself for a second. Here's what we always say in this Wait. show. Success is a function of realistic expectations. And the expectations for the Giants this season are very low and the expectations for Daniel Dimes might be a little bit higher than that but I think that we all know especially Giants fans know this is not a Super Bowl team this is not a playoff team so let's get him out there let's let's work out some of the kinks this season and then when you get Golden Tate back and you get some of your other weapons back maybe
0: next season we can start having some higher expectations for this team that's why I like him being the starting quarterback that sounds good from a logistical point of view but we know most people are not logistical what's going to happen <laughs> is he's going to get out there he's not going to look good at t- I hope he does I always pull him for guys but if he doesn't we know it's going to happen it's going to be we shouldn't have drafted him blah 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 The, the this team isn't being a Super Bowl team isn't going to come into play it's going to be we shouldn't have put the guy out there and we shouldn't even have drafted him now you shoot the guy's confidence down before he ever had a chance to get him
2: so you had a great NFL career two of the stops in that career were the two teams that played last night on Monday Night Football the Ooh. Browns and the Jets the Jets who haven't made the playoffs since you were on the team by the way Maybe that's related. We'll see. So, Jalen, you watched Baker's performance last night. What question do you have for Braylon?
1: I see the weapons that the Browns amassed this offseason, and I understand people are enthusiastic about this team, but I'm not sure if Baker Mayfield has shown me he can become an elite quarterback. You've caught a lot of passes in the NFL. What do you think?
0: I think the big thing about it is they put all these players together. You bring in Nick Chubb a couple years ago. You bring in Baker Mayfield. You bring in Juice. You bring in Odell and Joku. You draft him. You put all these guys in the same arena. It's like, cool, we got a team. You guys go out there and play. Even when you put good guys on the same team, you still have to come up with a plan. You still have to have an identity on offense. They didn't have an identity in week one. They barely had an identity last night, with the exception of the two-minute drill, where Baker started to look good and Odell saving him, making some heck of heck of a plays. You gotta have an identity before just putting guys in the ring. Your identity is Nick Chubb. I don't care about the receivers and how good they are. Your idea is Nick. Your um, your ideal identity is Nick Chubb. Get him going, ground and pound. Then it opens up and make it easier for Baker Mayfield to have success on the outside with those guys and then you have a safety blanket in Jokul who's a tremendously talented and athletic tight end you gotta have an identity and that's gotta be Nick Chubb to help out Baker Mayfield and make it easy for him and he has to be quiet
2: well another way to help uh, Baker Mayfield is to have oda Beckham Jr. on the field last <laughs> night he had Another signature one-handed catch. While that ball was in, in the, the air, same spot. While that ball was in the air. I was like there's no way this is going to be a completion. And then he just sucked it in with one hand. And then he also had, I mean just look at this catch, Braylon. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's crazy to get the feet in at the same time and take the contact. Really impressive catch. And then there was this play. Just 89 yards point, untouched. Playing, One go. cut, and he's out.
0: That's bad defense.
2: Did, 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 did last night convince you? We've been talking about Odell Beckham Jr. so much here in the media, but not so much about what he's done on the field for the past couple, like 18 months. Did last night convince you that he's back being a top performer at the position?
0: I just think at the end of the day, he was hurt last year. Mm. Like even when he wasn't hurt, you look at the numbers that he was putting up. Odell may have his temper tantrums on the sideline. He may have wear a watch, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes down <laughs> to it, we know 13 can ball. And we know when 13's on that field, a lot of those shenanigans are because he's very passionate about the game. So I don't think he was ever, you know, out of that category. I just think he had to get healthy, which he did. Got to, got to put a ball in his hands, which they did. Let Odell be Odell. I think Odell is going to be fine. And I think he's now in a row. You see him cut his hair. You yep. see, you know, I think he's in the leadership road. I think he's going down the right path because the stuff that you do in New York, They don't mind that if you're winning. New York is a different city. I've played in both. Cleveland, they don't like all the extra stuff, the rah-rah, the the earrings, the watch, and the the loudness, and the kicking. You can't do that in Cleveland. You just got to play and win. So I think he's in Cleveland at the right time for him. He's moving forward.
1: Now, for anybody that has siblings, you understand that you disagree every now and then. Jacoby and (laughs) I argue every day. Braylon and I argue about this next person's name I'm about to bring up. David Jacoby calls him the Kanye West of college football. That's my guy, Jim Harbaugh. I'm feeling like he has what it takes to eventually take us to the promised land. You've been really outspoken about what he's done on the sideline in Ann Arbor. What do you anticipate this season and moving forward after they struggled against Army?
0: You know, you can struggle against a team. I was having this conversation uh, a couple weeks ago, well, after the Army game, and I told the guy flat out, I said, I remember the 2002 Ohio State team almost losing to a Cincinnati team that was trash. Cincinnati had the ball on the one-yard line with 20 seconds left and had four cracks at it, and they couldn't score, so Ohio State escaped, and they also went on to win a national championship that year. So I don't mind so much the early struggling to a team that you never, you know, haven't played in forever, will never play again, et cetera. My thing is, I just need you to have your guys ready, and same thing we're talking about with Cleveland, I need it to be like a game plan in place. My problem is, the receiver position has to do more in the middle of the field. I think a lot of times you rely on the go ball, a slant, and can the run, can the run game help us out? I like it better if there's an intermediate game, you got some post routes, you have some dig routes, you have some curls, some comebacks. Like that's how teams have success is when you do a plethora of things and you change it up. They're very simpler and they're very easy to game plan against. All we have to do is, you know, play quarters cover two on, uh, Tyreek, uh, Tyreek Black and when Donovan Peoples Jones, he comes back and we struggle on offense. So I like what he's done up there as a coach, but I'm going to be critical. That's my job. Like I'm, I bleed Michigan yeah, just, just as you did with Michigan, when Michigan went through their bad times in basketball, which I was there for, you know, I want to see Michigan do the best that they could do. I don't want to see us lose to Iowa in 2016 when they're not better than us. I don't want to see us lose to South Carolina in a bowl game when South Carolina had no business even being in that bowl game against us. I don't want to see us get blown out. I don't want to see us continuously struggle. I want us to look like a team like when I watch certain teams, they look the part. Oklahoma looks like a team that's going to be there. Ohio State looks like a team that's going to be there, et cetera, et cetera. When we play, we look good, but we look like a team that's going to win 10 games. We don't look like a team that's going to be there at the end. So once I see that change, then I, he'll get to where you say he, he ultimately can take us.
1: Easy. So the Ohio State Buckeyes have basically owned us for almost two decades in no football. Kind of. Do you think we have a chance to win this year?
0: If the game was tomorrow, no. But luckily, the game isn't tomorrow. You know, I think the I think the best thing Ohio State does is they stay true to who they are. They have a system that works for them, and it's we're gonna get a we're gonna get a quarterback that can run the ball. Pass the ball. It's an athletic guy. You can go down the list. Uh, Troy Smith, Terrell Pryor, JT Barrett, uh, the guy that's there now, Justin Fields, all similar minded quarterbacks. They're gonna get fast guys that they can get the ball to, put the ball in the playmaker's hands, and they're gonna get running backs that can flat out play. And big linemen. So right now I think they, they would beat us if we play. But the game's not until November, so we'll see if we progress. Well,
2: Michigan does have a test coming up. Coming off a of bye week, they face Wisconsin. I mean, this is number eleven against number thirteen.
0: Do you think the Wolverines win this weekend? This is tough. But we tend to play well in Wisconsin. Like, I, if you look at our camp round the record, I think we've won something like five of the last six or something crazy like that. So, I think we play well there. They just got to stop Jonathan Taylor and put and put pressure on that uh, new quarterback. I believe his name is Cone.
2: Braylon, thank you for joining us so much. We're not saying goodbye yet. Okay. But we wanted to have one of our signature segments ready for you. It's time for Soft Mover Boss. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wide receiver for the Browns, a position that you're familiar with. Odell Beckham Jr. famously wore an expensive Richard Mill watch in week one. He said he was going to wear it in week two, and he did but he wore it during warm-up. However, this was not the $120,000 version. He had the $2 million. I can't believe this thing really cost $2 million. That's probably the company just saying that. I'm sure you can get one for probably half that or less. But still. <laughs>
0: Money talks. Wearing
2: an extremely expensive watch during warm-ups. Soft move or boss move? Boss move. Really?
0: Boss move. Really? Boss move. He's in the city that where that gets, that gets play. He's getting paid by that brander. He's branding himself. Clearly. Which which you you now have a chance to do as a football player. He's branding himself. Look, at the end of the day, he shows up to meetings. He was on time. Had a great week of practice. He addressed the watch. Spoke well. Spoke about his team. He went out there. He wore the watch in the pregame and took the watch off for the game. And you saw what happened. He had 161, 6, and 1. So, boss move. So, you have a new project. I do. Tell us about the book. I do. It's a, it's a $2 million watch that, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wrote a book uh, called Brother Networks, doing it my way, as you see here in, in the graphic. And it basically was the publishing company, Triumph, came to me and said, we want to do a book in 2016. I didn't know if I was ready to do a book. I didn't know the subject matter that I would have, so we didn't do it. Ran this idea by a lot of my friends, family. Etc. Jalen, one of them And it's it's one of those things where a book is therapeutic You know, stories I had to tell Stories that don't always have the same ending That you that you know from the media Or you know from reading It's things that family didn't know So now you get a chance to read my life story And you could see in different spaces Where I was at, why why things happened Because of those spaces that I was in The book is a good read Like it's not me trying to Hey, I'm really this, this angel And all the stuff you heard is BS No, I, I did a lot of dumb stuff that I own up to it. I did a lot of stuff that, you know, part of being young, part of being dumb. That I take ownership for, but a lot of situations too, there was a lot more going on than people people know about.
2: Really appreciate that. That is doing it my way from Braylon Edwards. One quick thing, if I ever get fired as I'm always close to we're always one sentence away from getting fired everyone is better than Jalen and Jacoby Jalen and Braylon great title for a show you're really good at this media stuff Jalen and Braylon is a really good I title and titles that. are what's Thank most you. important Jalen not everything is worth talking about in the world of sports and pop culture so we have a segment called <laughs> keep, keep, move. It move. Yeah, no way. keep it move. Uh, if you want to discuss the topic you say hit the brakes if you don't Me, you, and Method Man. Keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? I'm just so proud to be affiliated with this program. It's a pop
1: culture leader. got Method Man as a part of the show every day. Me too. Shout
2: out to Method Man. Thank you so much for doing that. Shout out. Michael Jeffrey Jordan has a new business venture. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. He... And Jeannie Bus and other owners from various Sports have unveiled a new tequila brand, of all things. And Michael Jordan said that tequila is his spirit of choice. Jalen, is tequila your spirit of choice? It is not my spirit of choice. And the reason why,
1: back in the day, I'll never forget when DJ Quick Is The Name album came out. And enjoying tequila at that time of my life and ending up staring at the bottom of a toilet bowl, just throwing up my lungs feverishly and telling the man above I will never have beverages again. So at that point, I decided that tequila was not my friend.
2: And ever since then, you've never had another adult beverage. Moving on. RJ Barrett said something to Bleacher Report that's going to make Knicks fans love him even more. Are you going to keep moving or hit the brakes? Hit the brakes. Lefty all day. Shout out. He told Bleacher Report of all the players in the NBA that he would love to posterize atop that list, former Nick, Chris Taps Porzingis. Mm. Do you like this from the young lefty? I, I love it because he understands
1: in order to be successful in New York off the floor and in the media, you have to give the people what they want. And Chris Stapp's left under tumultuous terms. He's going to come back at some point and be the uh, be a guy that the fans boo because that's just what happens when you get taken number four overall, and then three, four years later, you end up somewhere else after asking to be traded. So I like this bravado from R.J. Barrett, but I got to warn him about something. What's that? Chris Stapp's Porzingis is going to be one of five people in the NBA this year. The average is over 20 points and averages two blocks a game. So you better come correct, because he will block it up out of there.
2: Kristaps is a very complete game, and he is healthy. Moving on, (laughs) the Jets celebrated Bennett Jackson's birthday and then did something unexpected. Keep it moving or hit the brakes?
1: The reason why we got to hit the brakes, the great American philosopher David Jacoby once taught me people don't celebrate enough. Yep.
2: Do you know what they did after they celebrated his birthday? On social media, said happy birthday, Bennett Jackson. They cut him.
1: Oh, yo, really? But uh, what, 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 you know, for anybody that's worked in a professional environment, you understand that unfortunate things happen on given days of the year. But you hate to see a guy released, especially on his birthday. That's yeah. Wow, that's that's a low blow right there,
2: Jalen. I know this next one is very close to you. No wonder why Jamal Adam
1: stopped following him on Twitter.
2: You consider yourself part of the Ball family. There's been some disagreements amongst the Ball family recently as part of their Facebook show. Keep moving or hit the brakes? Gotta hit the brakes. Let's take a look at what's happening on Facebook's Ball and the Family. Would you change the name? Hell no. I wouldn't change the name. I'm just saying from a marketing standpoint. From a marketing standpoint, regardless of what it is. I'm just saying. That's yeah. my opinion. I'm my
0: just opinion. asking a question. I'm just saying. Triple B is always going to be the name. On the fact that it also stands for the three ball brothers. I'm not changing that at all. What is your opinion on that, Jordan? I don't give a about his opinion. I just want to hear it. No, no, no. Listen to me, son. When I come out with a name
2: and then somebody tell me to change it, that's like me telling me to change your name. That's like people saying, oh, hey, change Lonzo's name to Alfonso on the fact that he's been damaged goods for the last two years. Now, Jalen, I'm not just a host, an analyst, an opinionist. I'm also a producer, and I've worked Uh on reality TV shows, and I've worked on, I have friends that have worked on lots of reality TV shows, and they're fake, they're scripted. This is a reality television show. And I've seen the media go and run with this topic like that's a real argument. I believe, I don't know, but I believe that that was a somewhat scripted exchange for the television program, the Facebook program. Do you think that was an authentic exchange between family members?
1: Reality programming has to be scripted at some point. So I agree with you. But here's what I also want to say. Oh, you mean to tell me that LeVar Ball ain't banned from ESPN? Oh, oh, that's another subject for another day. Got it, got
2: it, got it. Okay, let's keep it moving. Moving on. The fans and media seem to have forced a player to announce that he's not retiring. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Keep it moving.
1: We're going to keep it moving. moving. We keep it moving.
2: Finally, Ja Rule has announced that he has plans to do something that might be a worse idea than the fire Festival. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Ja Rule announced that he is going to make music videos for every song he's ever done. His full catalog of songs, he's gonna do music video f- videos for and re-release his albums as visual albums. Are you here for Ja Rule's visual albums? Nope. You know what I'm here for? Because I follow him both on IG? Him and Fifty going back and forth about
1: the opinion of these visual albums.
2: That's what I'm ready to see. Here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I can't. I love Fifty Cent on social so, 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 so much. Shout out to Lala Kent, Jalen Rose. The Steelers are down a quarterback, but they're up a quarterback. They have traded their 2020 first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, formerly of the Dolphins. Jalen, what do you think the strategy is here with this acquisition of Minka Fitzpatrick for the Steelers?
1: All sports fans, and you know, things change every few years seemingly so often in sports because they happen in dog years. Just the Mm -hmm. lifespan of an athlete is shorter. You consider old when you're 30 and doing this for a living. I'm understanding that players know their power. So Ezekiel Elliott will hold out until he gets his money. Mika Fitzpatrick understands that I don't want to play for the Dolphins after they just moved Laramie Tunsil to the Texans. So they got him out of there. The same with Jalen Ramsey as he realizes that he's not going to get paid in Jacksonville. So I applaud people taking control of their own careers. This is a dynamic that now is starting to spread throughout the NFL. Le'Veon Bell set out a season to get
2: what he wanted. And I'm actually appreciating it. I apologize, Mr. Fitzpatrick. I called him a cornerback. He's a safety. But, Jalen, here's my question. You lose Bell. You lose Brown. You lose Ben. It doesn't seem like this team is going to contend in the AFC. So why are you giving up draft assets to bring in established players? And maybe you should kind of reset and start with more drafted players.
1: Well, it tells you that they believe in their backup quarterback. Mm. First and foremost, it also lets you know that as long as Ben can throw a football, he going to try to play for the Steelers and get that $30 million these next couple of years. (laughs) It's one thing to love the game, and I want that $60 million that he can get. So with that being said, you might as well continue to do what you can to make the team better. Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be better than anybody
2: that they would have taken in that draft anyway. Well, we finish the show with some very important news that matter. Jalen, you know that before I was talent, I was a producer. And before I was a producer, I was a pizza chef. I spent years in the kitchen, throwing the dough around, cooking up pizzas, perfected the art. So if there is going to be a pizza topic, we're going to address it. In Japan, at a restaurant called Aoki's, you can order what's called the meat Mountain Pizza. Two crusts, lots of cheese, 18 different types of meats. Jalen, are you interested in eating the Meat Mountain Pizza? If I'm going to eat
1: a pizza, there's two routes that I like to go. Crazy meat lovers like that one, Mm. and or seafood pizza like I had yesterday from Pizza Populous.
2: Do you know what the Meat Mountain Pizza tells me? Tells me you can't make a good pepperoni pizza cuz there's nothing better. Uh, Just give me a plain pepperoni pizza. You don't have to put they're throwing too much at it. Just do one thing well. Don't bacon, have to do everything sausage, Italian oh, everything. sausage, hamburger patty, pork loin, bacon, I can't stand bacon, anchovies. bacon, bacon bits. <laughs> so, on the TV show, there's certain things we can talk about and certain things that we can't talk about. But on the podcast, we can talk about whatever we want. Hit the too hot for TV button, red. So, Kendall Jenner. You know which Jenner that is? Kendall. I think so. Kendall's the model. They're all models. She's a little. Uh, she's a little less touched up than the rest of the Kardashian Jenner clan. She's younger. She's like an actual model, Fashion Week style. Well, she's in New York for Fashion Week. And there's a lot of NBA players that are also in New York. And they're, you know, working out Chris Brickley and attending Fashion Week events. And there was one NBA player that was rumored to be spending some time with Kendall Jenner. And um, he was spotted going into her hotel, not with her, with a certain outfit on. And the next morning leaving that hotel with the same outfit on. A gentleman by the name of Kelly Oubre. Shout out! Would you have any advice for Kelly Oubre when it comes to having a romantic relationship with Kendall Jenner? So, one of the things
1: I always encourage people to do if they want to get in this industry is to be a sponge for information. So, I'm the kind of person that's watching everything. Of course, I'm watching the Worldwide Leader and all of the Disney properties and ABC. Yep. But then when I'm trying to get my politics, I check out CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. I like to know which way the win blowing. I'm watching E! Entertainment. I'm watching all things fashion. So now you can have an informed, worldly opinion on things. Yep. The other day on TMZ Sports, because I watched that too... They did a breakdown of all of the athletes and or, I guess, entertainers that the Kardashian slash Jenner family has dated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it got I think the number got up to like 50.
2: Yep. I mean, it's always alleged. You know what I mean? But we know what's happening.
1: And so, what I would say in this case is, he's a young person. I could tell that he um, he's about his fashion. He's eclectic. He beats to his own drum, and I love that. Yeah. New Orleans mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. Lefty. I like I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I want to see him ball. Shout out. He's young, man. I would say have fun. I would also say, I would also... Tell him I like the way he handled it. That's a boss move. How he handled it. How's that? Because I've seen people start to date Kardashians and Jenners and fall into what I consider fandom.
2: They want to be seen with them. Correct. Yeah. So, it seemed like he didn't want to be. He didn't want to be associated. He tried, tried everything he could to not end up on TMZ. He got caught out. But he was making an effort not to be on TMZ. Sometimes it feels like the people that date these notable ladies make an effort to be seen with them, make an effort to be there, have their name associated with the Kardashian Jenner name. And I, and that to that point, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Mister Rose. We also have some. This is not 100 percent confirmed, but it feels like something that's happening. We have some good news. We want to send, perhaps a little bit early. It's unconfirmed, but we want to say congratulations to none other than Kyrie Irving on his engagement. Looks like Kyrie Irving got engaged to a young lady that goes by Golden. I don't know if that's her government name or not, and with all due respect, I say that. But I want to congratulate them. I will say that getting married is the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. And hopefully, Kyrie can say the same with his impending nuptials.
1: I can't wait to see the... Role that he accepts this year without KD, knowing that ultimately he's going to return and the burden of being the best player on the contending team is not going to fall on him nope. once mm-hmm. that happens. So this now becomes almost a freestyle year. And I'm going to keep stressing this to everybody. Karis Levert about to probably win most improved player this year. What? What? It all depends on their record. It all depends on their record. Yeah. But Karis LaVert about to come right back out here and be averaging like 18 or 20 this year.
2: Well, he was I like, said this? He was, he was high-key doing that before he got injured. Like, before he got injured, yeah. you know, we weren't talking about D'Angelo Russell yeah. and Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, before he got injured, it was like, oh, have anyone seen what Karis LeVert's doing in Brooklyn? But then he got hurt and he was out, and people just kind of forgot about him. Yeah. So he and Kyrie, as a young backcourt they got a chance to be dynamic.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That 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 to me is the thing they should build on this year, and see if Allen can start giving up some quality minutes against guys that are larger than he is. Yeah, he slide a build. He he block shots. He he's really competitive. And I know they brought in DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan as well, but yeah. I know in Allen's head and heart he hopes to be. You know, the starting guy that closes games. So those are the things I'm looking to see them iron out this year. Ladies.
2: Hey, ladies. ladies. We need you. While you're listening to this podcast, pick up the phone right now. Just pick up your phone. Unlock it. Push 985-80-JALEN. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what advice you need. Tell us a soft move or boss move, cultural, regional, anything. Tomorrow is only female voicemails. It is as it is Wednesday Call nine eight five eight zero Jalen. Leave us voicemails. I appreciate everyone else leaving voicemails. We couldn't get them today, nope. But we'll get to them. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that? Done.
0: We're not done. We're not done.
2: All I care about is my nipples. Seriously, seriously. (laughs)